Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of intertrigo, found under the dermatology section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 70-year-old man presents from his nursing home for an armpit rash. He reports itchiness and some irritation with movement. His medical history includes obesity, diabetes, hypertension, hyperlipidemia, and rheumatoid arthritis. He is currently taking immunosuppressive drugs for his rheumatoid arthritis. Physical exam reveals a 5-centimeter erythematous plaque with peripheral scales. There are multiple satellite lesions. A skin-scraping potassium hydroxide preparation reveals septated hyphae. He is given topical therapy for his rash. Let's continue with an introduction to intertrigo. Clinically, this is defined as an inflammatory condition of the intertriginous areas, which are the two skin surfaces in close proximity. This is often caused by superficial infection of candida species. In terms of the associated conditions, remember that persistent candidal infections may indicate immunodeficiency, which may be due to diabetes or HIV. Demographically, this may affect children and adults. It may also affect infants in what is referred to as candidal diaper dermatitis. In terms of the location, this may occur in any of the intertriginous regions. Risk factors include warm and moist environments of skin folds, obesity, constricting clothing, hyperhidrosis, incontinence, and diabetes. In terms of the pathogenesis, there's T-cell-mediated immunity which is used against candidal infections. The candida species are part of the skin's normal flora in low numbers. This can cause infection when the bacterial flora is altered, the host defenses are impaired, or there is trauma, occlusion, or abrasions which can disrupt the skin integrity. In terms of the candida species, these are unicellular and dimorphic fungus with budding yeast. They often have septate hyphae and pseudohyphae. They are most commonly due to candida albicans. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms will include pruritus, there may be pain if there is significant maceration, and the skin may be easily irritated. On exam, one will note erythematous and macerated plaques that will appear beefy red. There may be erosions with peripheral scaling. There may be erythematous satellite papules and pustules. This is classic for candidal cutaneous infections. And the locations may include the inguinal folds, the axilla, the intergluteal folds, and the inframammary folds. In terms of further studies, a potassium hydroxide preparation is used for skin scrapings at the active edge of a lesion, and it is mixed with potassium hydroxide. The presence of septated hyphae and spores indicates fungal infection. One can also perform a triptan blue stain for rapid diagnosis. Fungal cultures may also be obtained from skin scrapings at the edge of the lesion. This is indicated if there is any doubt about the diagnosis. When making the diagnosis, remember that this is a clinical diagnosis. Satellite lesions are classic and support the diagnosis of candidal intertrigo. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about tinea cruris, atopic dermatitis, and erythrasma. With regards to treatment, conservative options include weight loss. This is indicated for prevention of future recurrence. Medical options include topical antifungal therapy. 
this is indicated as first-line treatment and for localized disease. Specific drugs include nystatin, clotrimazole, and ketoconazole. Another option is topical corticosteroids. This is indicated as adjunctive therapy for symptomatic relief, and they should be used with antifungal topical therapies. Specific drugs include 2% hydrocortisone. Another option is oral antifungal therapy. This is indicated for severe and refractory disease. It is also indicated for widespread disease. Specific drugs include fluconazole and itraconazole. And lastly, complications related to intratrigo include secondary bacterial infection. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to intratrigo, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 45-year-old morbidly obese woman with the history of asthma and type 2 diabetes mellitus presents to her primary care physician for advice on weight loss. She thinks that her husband is having sex with other women because they have not had sex over the past year. She feels that her co-workers also disrespect her for her weight and constant sweat stains around her armpits and chest. She has noticed that the sweat stains get itchy and induce a burning sensation unless she showers or changes her shirt. She has been compliant with her medications, which include albuterol, metformin, gliburide, and atorvastatin. On physical exam, the patient has a flat affect with moist oral mucosa and nasal polyps. She denies sinus tenderness. Her neck is thick with a posterior cervical fat pad. During cardiac auscultation, an erythematous patch with surrounding satellite lesions are noted in the inframammary fold. What is the best next step in management? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Oral fluconazole Choice 2. Topical nystatin Choice 3. Topical clobetazole Choice 4. Oral prednisone Or Choice 5. Topical amiquimod The best answer to this question is Choice 2. Topical nystatin this patient has a rash consistent with candidal intertrigo. The best next step in management is topical nystatin powder. Intertrigo is caused by the candida species, characterized by pruritic, painful, and erythematous superficial patches surrounded by satellite lesions. They are commonly seen in intertriginous areas such as the breasts, groin, axilla, or abdominal panis. Obesity and diabetes are significant risk factors. Initial management involves maintaining skin dryness along with medical treatment using topical nystatin, clotrimazole, or myconazole. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Oral fluconazole is indicated for moderate to severe disease or if the rash is refractory to topical antifungals. Choice 3. Topical clobetazole is a high-potency corticosteroid. Low-potency corticosteroids such as triamcinolone or hydrocortisone can be used as adjuncts. Choice 4. Oral prednisone is not indicated and would potentially worsen the rash through immunosuppression and exacerbation of the patient's diabetes mellitus. Choice 5. Topical amiquimod is indicated for autoimmune skin diseases such as alopecia areata, not for candidal intertrigo. Finally, a bullet summary. First-line treatment of candidal intertrigo involves topical antifungals, 
including nystatin, clotrimazole, and myconazole. That's all for this review about intertrigo. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here, on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.